Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hey everyone, I'm David here with Pastor Liz and Pastor Bob. Howdy. Don't be afraid. Today we're talking about the fear of the Lord. The one you've been waiting for. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I'm afraid already. <laughs> All right. Don't be afraid of me, but tell me, what is the fear of the Lord? It's pretty oh, important. Boy, why are we all looking over here? <laughs> for wisdom. For wisdom from above. The beginning of wisdom. Fear me. <laughs> well, the fear of the Lord is such an interesting subject for mm-hmm. me. Do you want to know it, how interesting? Is it? <laughs> yes. Um, I actually believe the fear of the Lord is really uh, tied into really uh, honor and respect and understanding how powerful he is, obviously, and all those things. Um, and, and if it's not based in that, if it's back, actually based in being afraid of the Lord, like him doing bad stuff to you, that that's um, that's a rough one in my mind, because then he's like beating you into submission. Now, he is liable to do some bad stuff. <laughs> can, we, can we go and say that? But you probably deserved it. <laughs> but the reality is, no, I think it is, it's based on honor. It's mm-hmm. honoring him, understanding him, who he is. He's God and you're not. Mm-hmm. And just when you understand who you are in him, yeah, I think that's a part gotcha. of your fear of the Lord. But mm-hmm. I think... Pastor Liz could give us a theological summary of the fear Can of the I? Lord beyond oh, our greatest yes. expectations. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Exceedingly abundantly. Exceedingly yes. abundantly. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, it's the Greek word phobos or phobos uh, for Americans, um, which is actually to be afraid. And I mean, it cut, there's components of reverence in there yeah. also, but yeah. I, I believe that the fear of the Lord is not um, fearing him as, um, you know, an angry, punishing, wrathful God, but it is fearing that he is not like us. Mm-hmm. He is not a man. He's not a human. He is something we don't understand. Mm-hmm. And he is completely just. He's not a respecter of persons. Like there should be a fear of, I have a, I, he has certain expectations of the way I'm supposed to live my life. And if I choose to disobey and to disregard those things, there are consequences that are just like, I do think there is some now that the difference of this fear and anything else is that fear will actually drive you to him, not away from him. I think that's one of the defining things about the fear of the Lord is like, you're like, okay, he's holy. He's pure. He's eternal. He's everlasting. He's a God to billions and billions of people besides me. It's not mm-hmm. just like me and him and our special little relationship <laughs> where I have my own rules, yeah. but it's like he he's a just God <laughs> who will judge righteously. And with that understanding, um, I'm not pulling away from him. I'm actually pulling close to him by cleansing my life and purifying yeah. myself of things that will keep me separated from that's him awesome. or bring his displeasure. Like, that's how I yeah. And also, that's does awesome. that, uh, I have a question for you. See, I'm interjecting questions oh, here okay. now. Yeah. Does that draw, um, going, cl- being drawn closer to him, does that with um, any kind of trepidation or any kind of concern or is that drawing close to him like uh, uh, respecting the fact that like everything, he could end everything for you if he really wanted to. 
Are you asking okay. me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're the one that brought it up. <laughs> I, I, I believe that you go before him understanding it is a fearful thing. Right? It's a fearful <laughs> yeah. thing to go before a holy God yeah. and, and you understanding, you know, all of your faults and weaknesses and rebellions. And so does he, but you are also covered with the blood of Jesus. And that's why we mm-hmm. can go in boldly. So yes. there's this, this boldness that comes because of Jesus and him alone, mm-hmm. but also this complete understanding of, I have no merit to stand here. And if it was just me and him, mm-hmm. I would be obliviated. Like right. <laughs> so it sounds like to me, if you're explaining it that way, then the fear of the Lord depends completely on his grace. Of course. Yeah. It's, like I, completely. It's, it's the complete recognition of who he yes. is yes. and the, the amazing miraculous work he did that allows you to be in his presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but also him being so, uh, when you get God, you get all of God yeah. all the time. That's the other thing. Like you were saying, you get this merciful God mm-hmm. who also is just. Yes. And so that's, uh, yeah. I think a lot of times in life, people believe that when they approach somebody, even a high figure, like somebody with power, I believe they think that if they do the right things or say the right things, they can manipulate that person mm. into kind of seeing things their way, kind of fool them into thinking their way, you know, that kind of thing, and just kind of getting their way. Whereas with God, all things are open and naked mm-hmm. before him yeah. and we have to deal. It's like, oh, no, yeah. you're it's it. This yeah. is who I am. Yeah. You know, it's like I can There's hide. no pretending th- No pretending. It's like <laughs> I can hide that from them and I can like fool them possibly if that's the kind of, you know, spirit you have about you. Mm-hmm. But with God, mm-hmm. no, <laughs> everything is open. And it's like, wow, yeah. now, yeah, you're very mm-hmm. vulnerable at that time. Oh, and yeah. we, this is where that fear of the, I, which I believe is the true fear of the Lord versus the afraid of the Lord is, you know, where, you know, things can come in and make you afraid to go before him. Mm. Not because he's a just God, just, you, just because you're afraid you just got caught <laughs> when yeah. in reality you're already known. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, yeah. it gets out of what you're saying where it says the fear of the name of the Lord, because the name of the Lord is I am who I am. And when you let that sink in, you're not going to try to finagle him. You're not going to try to just, <laughs> oh, uh, let me pull the wool over your eyes. Oh, uh, let me just blithely, you know, let me waltz in It was in an here. accident. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to waltz in there. Um, for me, the fear of the Lord is like I, is believing the Lord is who he is, mm-hmm. who he, he reveals himself to be. Mm-hmm. That means everything he says is going to happen. Mm-hmm. That includes promises and that includes threats. That includes just what he tells you. If you walk perversely, you will become known. Your sin will find you out. You actually believe that, Mm -hmm. that it's going to happen. You're not going to be the one exception to the rule. Like Liz (laughs) said, he doesn't judge with partiality. Okay. And so the fear of the Lord too, I like what you said. Um, A couple other definitions I've I've heard is like John Bevere said, it's, it's being afraid of anything that would keep you from God. Yeah. And like that, like you said, that fear drives you to him. I like to think of it as just the awareness that he sees everything you do and it matters. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you were to let that hit you, that it's like, Mm -hmm. Oh, he saw even my thoughts and it mattered to him. You'd be like, okay, Jesus said, you're going to be judged on the day, day by every careless word. 
uh, like, and it does like you've, it affects your life because you're not just taking them lightly. You're not right. taking the Lord lightly. And uh, I've been convicted on this a few times of just like, um, not being reverent enough, like just speaking about the Lord or rep- representing him, um, where I've, I've made jokes at the wrong time or not that mm-hmm. he's against humor. Cause I believe he's, he's the funniest being that ever, ever existed. Mm-hmm. Um, but like there's a time and a place and there's reverence for God. Um, and so understanding that and, and truly revering his person and revering his name, um, will transform how you live or just like believing the right things isn't, right. isn't generally going to hit you to the point where you're like, why do I matter to him? Mm-hmm. Why do I matter so much that the Lord said, have you considered my servant Job? Mm-hmm. There's none like him. He fears the Lord and turns away from evil. Mm-hmm. Why does that matter cosmically? But it, it does. It matters before the divine counsel of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's insane to actually think about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is why, like the word says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Because mm-hmm. when you understand, mm-hmm. no, God actually means mm-hmm. what he says and he lays it out very plainly. <laughs> like you can do this or you can do this. Yeah. And each one has a consequence and yeah. you decide. That's where now you understand, oh, no, he actually means what he's saying. Yes. Um, and he's good enough to tell me straight up. <laughs> And now if I really fear, like I really understand and take him at his word, like you were saying that he is who he is and he means what he says, I will then apply my heart to wisdom. I will begin to live differently Mm -hmm. because I understand I'm not going to like get away with anything. Like I'm his favorite. So maybe he'll bend the rule for me. Like that's not how, that's not who he is. Yeah. That's irreverent. Right. Yeah. So it will, Mm -hmm. like you were saying, definitely affect the way that you live. Well, I think that the fear of the Lord when it's the pure fear of the Lord, you're always cognizant of him. Yeah. Always. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, because I think people, we tend to, uh, I'm going to speak, uh, guys, we like to put things in a box and like, okay, that's there, right? And so it, uh, like, oh, he, you know, he doesn't see that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, or he's going to be okay with that. Like you were saying, oh, this one thing, I'm sure it's no big deal. He's my buddy. We're good. He knows how I am. He loves me. (laughs) I was born this way. (laughs) I was born this way. That's another, (laughs) that's another. He gets me. I'm talking about my own sins, by the way, for anyone listening to that. Yeah, really. Aren't we all talking about our own? (laughs) Like like you said, you were, you know, you know, you're irreverent once in a while. I was thinking, or a few times I'm like, Today, <laughs> are we talking about like last hour? <laughs> or like, These were more public humiliations okay. than even this. So, um, yeah, but um, I, I do also think there is a terror of the Lord mm-hmm. in Revelation. It talks about people that are God's enemies in chapter six that say, "Let the hills fall on us and hide us from the wrath of the Lamb." And it's like they're not repentant; they're not drawing near to the Lord, but they're afraid of the Lord. You yeah. know, so there's, what would you, like, what would be the differences there between those two? We've talked about it a little bit, but how can you tell if somebody has like a religious terror of the Lord and if they have a true, like godly fear of the Lord? Anybody know? Well, I think it's <laughs> the, question, it's yeah. the tormenting part of it. I think mm-hmm. that comes back to if it's like the, 
um, the terror side of it, you're tormented. Like you, and you view God as the tormentor, Mm -hmm. (laughs) right? Like he's the one that's inflicting this on me, or I can't go with to him with this because he's going to punish me. And there's like, like, you know, there's a fear of punishment that comes with that. And so I think that's very, very different than understanding. Like I am not worthy of his love and attention, but he made a way for me and I have complete right standing with him through faith despite my natural issues there is still a superseding law that gives me complete access to him and to his grace and his mercy so i think that the um the tormenting side of things is is a key in determining am i afraid do i have a miss uh, understanding of who God is, uh, to have a, a view of him that's incorrect that now brings me torment and keeps me separated from him and keep, um, does I don't have peace about my relationship with him or am I seeing him rightly? <laughs> I understand my severe lacks, but I understand also um, the uh, power of the work of Christ to bring me into a position of yeah. right standing with him. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think Jesus makes the difference. Oh yeah. Whether you see him through Jesus or not. Oh no, I, I was just thinking about all that. I was thinking that, mm-hmm. that would um the fear that has torment, there's no way back to him. Mm-hmm. The fear of God actually keeps you with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and awesome. so there's a you, uh positionally you're in two different places. One yeah. you feel outside mm-hmm. of his um grace, his kindness, his love, his justice, his everything. Mm-hmm. And one, you feel, uh, it's not just feel, you are with him. Yeah. Yes. And and yes, there. Con- this doesn't exempt you from consequences. <laughs> and it doesn't exempt you from, with the fear of the Lord, when it causes repentance in your life, mm-hmm. from you to actually repent. Yeah. <laughs> right? Cause right. Then, or else it's just a feeling, but there's no action associated mm-hmm. with it, which means it's not really repentance. Mm-hmm. So I believe the fear of the Lord does, uh, the true fear of the Lord draws you to that. So it's like the difference between uh, conviction and condemnation. They're kind of, yeah. uh, they, yeah. people mix them up. They're totally different. One's yeah. a drawing to him and one's a pulling away. That's a good parallel. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They just, hmm. yeah. Thanks. Um, how can you tell if someone fears the Lord? Can you tell on the outside, just looking at someone, if there's somebody that fears the Lord? Hmm. That's an interesting. Maybe you can't know hundred percent, but maybe what are some signs? Of that? I think you. I think you can when you watch someone's life. Um, I believe their willingness to be faithful. Um, I think their willingness to forgive and to um, be in. Um, long-standing relationship with people, I think that's actually a really good indicator because someone who doesn't fear the Lord, they're pretty quick to write off people, I think, <laughs> and um, just kind of do whatever seems right to them. Yeah. But I, I I mean, this is actually something that's really helped me in, in being able to look at people who I've struggled with and, um, the you know, the scripture that says, like, to honor those who fear the Lord. And that's really mm-hmm. helped me because I'm like, okay, I have big disagreements with this person and our personalities clash, yeah. but I can honor them because I know that they fear the Lord because they actually care about how they conduct their life and if it's glorifying to the Lord or not. They yeah, may not do everything enough. perfectly, just mm-hmm. like I don't, mm-hmm. but I see in them that they do actually honor the Lord and they do conduct their lives in a way where they try to bring him honor. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. 
Well, I think that uh, people that fear the Lord are absolutely perfect, uh-huh. and they <laughs> think exactly like me, and they never. So no one, no, no one on the earth. No one on the <laughs> earth. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yes, that's it. That's who the people are who fear the Lord, and so I've never seen one. <laughs> but no, but I think there's a there's a reality of people who fear the Lord. I don't know. I think you might get a sense spiritually from that. I think you, most of the time, I like I said, I think it's more obvious on their lifestyle. Yeah. And, or at least the part that's apparent to you, yeah. that at least they're going that way. Because I don't believe the fear of the, if you have the fear of the Lord, that you're perfect. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, because you're, you're working out your life. And so um, if that's the standard, well, oh boy, we're all in trouble now. But I believe that the, when you have the fear of the Lord, like we said earlier, you don't make, you know, there's no excuses. I mean, you can make excuses. I think when people make excuses, then you can tell they don't have the fear of the Lord, actually. Yeah. I think that when they stop making excuses, I think there's a a coming up, you know, stepping up to the fear of the Lord. Because people who are going in that direction, even though they might not be repenting right at that moment, they realize they're going in. That's where I've got to go. And so they're bringing their faith to it. They're walking it out. It's not just like an on off switch yeah. that everybody okay you got to fear the lord you don't have fear of the lord you're in you're out you know and i think god's uh gracious god he understands our uh down sitting and our uprising he understands how we are in life and that we have he has to we're a work in progress mm-hmm. and he um along with us in partnership with us is, is responsible for that work yeah. and so he, i think he draws us sometimes into the fear of the lord because yeah. um, it you know, into the full, not just understanding, but the walking in yeah. the fear of the Lord, to mm-hmm. the in approaching him, and ha- like I said earlier, like having reverence for him mm-hmm. um, and not, uh, like you said earlier, Pastor David, not, the, not flippant about things. And just like mm-hmm. there's a, so what you, I think when you see people like that, you understand they have a, a sobriety about their life. They can be very, I believe they can be very joyful and great time, happy oh, yeah. and all that. I don't think you have to have like, you know, be like some kind of monk that walks and crawls on your knees. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a, that you can tell like, oh, they, they, they've been with God. Then <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they, they, they understand, oh yeah, he's God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of yeah. the, um, just thinking about it, one of the other defining things about someone who operates in the fear of the Lord is, uh, is meekness Mm -hmm. that they are willing to let their, they're willing to let the Lord actually be the master of their life. Again, not perfectly, but they're they're They put the fear of the Lord above the fear of man. Mm -hmm. Right. So they're willing to step Mm -hmm. out and do things that, um, put them in precarious situations relationally or Mm -hmm. reputation wise, or, um, they put the fear of the Lord and his, the desire for his approval and his pleasure above um, even yeah. cost or sacrifice. They're willing to have, to let the Lord direct their life. Yeah. I think that meekness is a real like showing sign yeah. of someone who yeah. operates that way. I think also it's interesting with that. I think when you understand the fear of the Lord, I, I just remind you of that, you know, the, the story in uh, with King David and he's like, you know, God gives him a choice. Who do you want? <laughs> Who do you want to ex- execute the issues that have to be executed mm-hmm. on your life? You know, give you a choice. Take, uh, you know, door one, door two, or, three, or door three, which happens to be me, the Lord says. Mm-hmm. And and David, because of that 
life he had with God, even though he had completely sinned, even though he had missed that, he was like, I'm I'm just putting myself in your hands. Right. Like that, where else am I gonna go? I'm going mm-hmm. I'm going with you. And I'm guessing he was a little concerned. <laughs> right. I'm right. guessing, but he wasn't willing to put his life in the or the consequence in the hands of man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, he you know, so he he was like, and I believe that's where we get drawn. You know, that's part of the fear of the Lord. It's mm-hmm. like because we understand he's a just God and a right. merciful God all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. I may I deserve this. Not I may deserve this. I deserve this. I'm throwing myself in on your mercy, yeah. your mercy seat. Your I'm coming to you. Mm-hmm. And I'd rather you deal with me than dealing with myself. You know, having to deal with my own, you know, I'm going to just beat myself into, you know, (laughs) you know, there, there, I did enough. And I'll let somebody else, you can do it that way, but there's a, there's a reality of of the fear of the Lord with God that you just walk there with him Mm -hmm. and you will, you're just more willing, you're more trusting in him, Mm -hmm. (laughs) even though it's might be a little Mm -hmm. scary looking. Yeah. Yeah, Like to me, I think the big hallmark, um, you guys are getting at it, but it's, it's integrity. Mm-hmm. And somebody fears the Lord because they know what everything they do is seen by God. Mm-hmm. So that means they walk with accountability before people because they know God's asking them to do that. Um, that means that they they do what's right when nobody can see it. Mm-hmm. There's a verse I love in the law that says, you shall not curse the deaf or put a stumbling block in front of the of the blind, but you shall fear your God. Right. I am the Lord. Mm-hmm. No one's going to know. The blind guy's not going to know if you put the stumbling block there. Mm-hmm. The deaf guy's not going to know if you're cursing at him. <laughs> such a horrible picture. Uh, and this is, this is really what it is. Like, rearranging the like, No, but this is really the question. Like, you know, I just read yeah. that. I just read that no verse a, co- a few days ago yeah. and I was like, that's a strange verse. <laughs> but now but it's, I see it's here. You know? here got, cursing the deaf doesn't seem quite as bad as putting a stumbling block in front of the Blind. Well, <laughs> because they can't hear you. Yeah. It's just yeah. so great. Yeah, you're no good. So it's, you know, Sorry. would you, uh, that's true. There are it's consequences with the blind. Not with but the would deaf. you do something cruel if right. you could get away with it? Right. If it would just be funny, if nobody would ever well, call you to the mat yeah, on I mean, it. And, and the reality is, it, like, know? we are good good church people. You mm-hmm. can live a really good church life and your internal <laughs> life is a mm-hmm. disaster. Yeah. And that is like, the you know, you know, and God knows what your internal life is like. And that is where the fear of the Lord comes in. Yeah. Like you're like, that's so yeah. good that yeah. it's really about your, um, your internal life, which is your eternal life, right? Yeah. Like what is your eternal life with the Lord going to look like? Yeah. The fear of the Lord really comes into play. In that. I just love that cursing the deaf <laughs> scripture. That's such a great, <laughs> because what you're doing is you're making fun at somebody that doesn't know it, but pro- I think implied in that scripture is everybody else around knows. It's like gospel. And, yeah. It's everybody understands exactly. except exactly. that person. And yeah. God knows. And and God does. And, and it doesn't do anything to them. Yeah. And and <laughs> you know what's you. and you know what's really interesting? God's probably saying something to you that you don't hear. And what? oh yeah, because <laughs> you're deaf. Because you're deaf to him. Oh, you're deaf oh, to him because us? of that. You're the truly oh, deaf one. Yeah. If you were to curse oh, the deaf, yeah. you are truly you are the truly the deaf cursed one, one wow. who is deaf. There's a <laughs> lot of preach. depth to this scripture. Like I said, that scripture has got a lot more. I'm going to use that preach. message in Africa. You should do that one in that's Africa. One. I think so. <laughs> okay, that'll, I'll steal that oh one. That's good. That's good revelation. What? That preaches. Good. Good. Okay. Well, good. So. Oh my How can you, oh, what is this? Okay. 
Um, how do we obtain the fear of the Lord? Where does it come from? Wow. Do you want I me think to obtaining go the, after it? <laughs> That's a tough one. Yeah, I'm sure we, you have a, a scripture it? for it. But <laughs> I believe obtaining the fear of the Lord comes from beholding him yeah. in in reality. And yeah. that is done, you know, I think through the word. And like you're saying, understanding that he reveals himself in his word and he tells you mm-hmm. who he is and what he thinks and what he expects. And it is taking him taking him as word. But if you don't see him, you don't actually behold him. Mm-hmm. You won't. Why would you fear him? Yeah, that's really good. Yeah. I think yeah. it's, it's interesting that in Isaiah 11, it says there's the spirit of the fear of the Lord, mm-hmm. the Holy spirit rested on the Messiah spirit of counsel and might, you know, all the, all the, those qualities the spirit. and the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And so the Holy spirit, that's one of his fruits in a sense. That, that's mm-hmm. one of the things that he produces in our life is the fear of the Lord. He reveals the Lord. Like he said, he helps mm-hmm. us to behold God through the word through people and, you know, through circumstance. And when he shows the Lord again and again to us, he cultivates that, I believe. I so I, Like you said it earlier, I believe it's by grace that we have the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's not by the law. Mm-hmm. The law no. can only give you the terror of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Only the Holy Spirit can give you the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you can pray for. And and so, and I actually think there's there's been times that I've been gripped by the fear, by the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And that mm-hmm. even meetings or, or like times of ministry, the spirit of the fear of the Lord mm-hmm. was present. It was mm-hmm. like, whoa, like God. Right. And that can be a manifestation of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. that it's almost like heaven's throne room has come and touched the earth. That's where yeah. stuff gets done. Like that's, that's where revival on, happens. That's when you're on your face, you're like, yeah. I, <laughs> I can't stand in this. Uh, uh, yeah. I am a worm and not a man. And I yeah. think also when we let the word of the Lord in the Bible or, you know, prophetically actually speak to us, um, mm-hmm. we, we ingest an understanding of the fear of the Lord. It's like the beginning of the fear of the Lord. It's that wisdom. It's mm-hmm. that we're beginning to touch into that. And I believe, like, like I said, through the word, we get, we get that. Mm-hmm. We, and he's feeding it to us a little at a time. Like I said, we can wait for the big boom. <laughs> and then it's like, yikes, this is really bad. Yeah. Or we can t- take him, uh, take him at his word. Yeah. And and take them a little at a time. Mm-hmm. How does the fear of the Lord benefit us? We, we've gone through some of the reasons, but can you guys think of anything else that's like, how much does this benefit us if we truly walk in the fear of mm-hmm. the Lord? Well, without it, you walk. You don't walk in wisdom. <laughs> so anything <laughs> wise that you're going to do is going to be because you fear God. Yeah. And you understand who He is, mm-hmm. and you understand why he allows you to live on the earth. That's the other thing for me is like he, um, I think some of it, you know, like for me, like I had a a moment in my life when it was not clear if I was going to live or die. And so uh, Mm. the reality of he put breath in my lungs, um, that keeps me a lot of times of like not living my life Mm -hmm. a certain way because I'm like, I'm, I don't deserve to be alive right now. Everything said I shouldn't be. And so um, he preserved my life for a reason. And yeah. I have a an obligation and a duty to live in a way that is respectful of that and honoring of that. Um, and so it does, it does really order, kind of put your life in order and put yeah. your priorities in order. And I think it makes you bold mm-hmm. too. I think that's the other benefit of the fear of the Lord is that mm-hmm. when you really operate... <sighs> 
um, with that as your primary focus and concern, you will do things that are beyond um, reasonable <laughs> or um, things that would seem good for you to do because there may be cost that comes with them, but you'll do them anyway. Exactly. I yeah. think there's a, there's a freedom that comes with it in some ways, actually. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the, one of the greatest benefits of the fear of the Lord, if that's what we're discussing, is the clarity that comes. Like mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. get very clear, very quick, and you don't, uh, you're not confused by a lot of noise yeah, around true. your life. You start to, like you were saying, you behold him. Mm -hmm. You you start to, fo you're, you get more keenly focused on who he is, the person of Christ, rather than just life around you mm -hmm. and the noise around you and your own life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, mm -hmm. it takes the focus off of you and makes it crystal clear on him. Yeah. Yeah. I like it because uh, it fears you, it, the fear of the Lord. It frees you from people pleasing because mm -hmm. you're like, man, I'm I'm serving, loving this person, not even for their sake, not mm -hmm. when they're being great, but because God, you know, has asked me to do it. I'm doing it unto the Lord. I'm doing it for the name of Jesus. Um, and on the other side, like I think Liz already said, when you when you're having trouble with someone, the fear of the Lord keeps you from just writing that person off. And you're like, I got to go again and love them. I, I'm gonna pursue them. I'm going to forgive again. I'm gonna uh, I'm going to open up my mind to see a different perspective because God actually cares about our, this relationship <laughs> and he wants, he wants me to do this before I worship or, you know, he wants me to make peace at home or he wants me to say, I'm sorry to my kid. If I lost my temper, like, I don't want to do that. You know, it's like, I'm doing that to be like, to, to please the Lord. And, um, it really frees you from hypocrisy. Because yeah. it's, you know, if you don't have the fear of the Lord, you can love Jesus, you can believe God, you can do good on the outside, but there's nothing, there's nothing like um, keeping your feet on the ground. There, there's nothing that's saying, hey, look at the log in your own eye. There's no, like, there's no sense of the eye of the Lord that's upon you. Yeah. And when the eye of the Lord is not burning in the back of your head, you know, then it's, you're just going to be like, oh, it doesn't matter. I can do, I can do whatever. Do like what I already I did my religious duty. What does God really want from me now? Like what more could he really ask me to do? Like, mm -hmm. um, and that's the priest in the book of Malachi. Really. If you mm -hmm. look at that, like, it doesn't, we gave all this to God. Why isn't he, why isn't he happy with us? Right. And he's like, you're living like I'm not even a real God. Right. You're living like I'm an idea, not a living God. Right. Mm -hmm. So don't of you, course, hypocrisy <laughs> has come in. Yes. Don't you perform right. for us? Oh, no, <laughs> well, right. I think also that it, uh, brings you into heavenly places, hmm. the fear of the Lord. Yeah. I believe that uh, you uh, reside more closely with him and and who he actually is. And I, I have a sense that up in heaven, there's the fear of the Lord. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know Probably, what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, it's like uh, yeah, that's God. <laughs> None of us are. <laughs> you know, like yes. it's crystal clear. Mm -hmm. This is why around the throne and right. with the, you know, the elders and the throne, the crowns, and all that stuff that we fallen down. Yeah. This is what that's all about. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, he's God and we're not. Yeah. Period. Same. End of story. <laughs> <There's> nothing else. <laughs> you don't have to explain it past that. Like I, like uh, David was saying earlier, like I am that I am. Yeah. What else do you want? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Should I give you my resume? Right. <laughs> well, that's like, an interesting uh, thing in the law too. Every time he gives a command, he doesn't give a reason for it. He says, right. "I am the Lord. I am the Lord. I am who I am." And he. That's right. He's like, "Hey, uh, so. don't don't cheat." I am the Lord. Oh no! He's not it's, like. It's, let it's me explain great. why you shouldn't cheat. 
I told you not to do it. That is God. Yeah. <laughs> right? He says yeah. that countless times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are there yes. any other, you know, we'll bi- get it. Okay, we'll get okay. it someday. We'll get it. <laughs> are there any other biblical examples that are just jumping to your mind that you think would be worth worth sharing about the fear of the Lord? Anything wow. that you particularly. I just love, I love the me. account of, um, Moses and the Israelites, you know, when the mountain is shaking mm. and there's smoke and there's lightning and thundering and trumpets and, and all that is happening. And there's an invitation to go up the mountain and pe- the people were afraid and Moses was mm. afraid too, but his fear propelled him toward the Lord and yeah. their fear kept them separated from him. Mm. And I just, I love that distinction there because um, I think there is like a people who are afraid of the Lord who want associated relationship with him, mm-hmm. but aren't willing to like, Hey, my God is a consuming fire. And if I, if getting close to him means I die, it's worth dying mm-hmm. for. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that there is a, there's a love for God that will propel you past, uh, of being afraid or the possibilities of what, um, that could mean for your life and compels you in into him, mm-hmm. even at the cost of your own life. Yeah. And so that's one from when you're talking about the, the fear of the Lord in the Bible. That's just one of the distinctions that yeah. I, I love that it's very clear. Yes. It's very clear how um, people position themselves around the Lord and what that meant for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think also a couple of things come to my mind is like Paul and probably all the apostles for that matter, um, they were willing to, they were willing to operate and go into places, I believe, because of the fear of the Lord, oh, yeah. because they understood. They didn't count their own life. They mm-hmm. were just like, no, I'm here to please him. I'm here to, you know, because he's God. And they brought him into places that uh, humanly is not possible, yeah. right? It's not. It's just not possible. And I think that's what actually may have happened with Jesus especially in the uh, garden when Mm -hmm. facing death, Mm -hmm. uh, because that's a pretty serious thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and for him it was really serious, you know, spiritually and physically and mental, every level you can imagine. And uh, he, you know, was like, like, you know, not my will, yours. He, I think he was connected to the, and so you see this issue with him as a man dealing with it but yet because of the fear of the lord like it talks about in the prophets that because of who he was and how he would be that perfect sacrifice for the lord he he that's where his eyes were at that's what he that's it's like mm-hmm. this is bad this looks bad on a natural level but for you know the joy i'm looking to him i'm looking yes. to you know who he is and to me, that is actually draw, you being drawn into the fear of the Lord, God, who he is. Mm-hmm. And as a man, I believe he actually got drawn into that as a man and was willing to lose his life for that reason, because he understood that. And imagine if we all operated in that level, mm-hmm. like yeah. at that level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the father was his total number one priority. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it's the, the book of Job is... is an amazing example because mm. it starts off by saying no one feared the Lord like Job. Mm-hmm. He feared right. the Lord and therefore he turned away from evil. Those always yes. go together. But at the end of the account where he's stripped of his sons, his daughters, his possessions, his lands, you know, everything he's brought to his knees. It's, he said, it said he fell on his face and worshiped. 
Mm-hmm. He tore his robe, he shaved his beard, and he worshiped. Mm-hmm. And he said, mm-hmm. naked I came into this world, and naked I will go. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Yeah. And a lot of people now in theology want to come in and say, Job, you were wrong. The Lord, the Lord didn't take away. That was Satan. <laughs> and Job just said, he can do whatever he wants. He's the Lord. Mm-hmm. Right. I worship him. Right. That's the point of Job 1. All you, you know, exegetical gymnasts out there that are trying to figure that one out, <laughs> trying to twist it. It's like it actually was something God to say that permitted. <laughs> because that's that's the point you're supposed to get is like the Lord is the Lord no matter what happens to us. Right. And Satan was testing him to see if that would make him flip on God. And he said, no, I'm not a mercenary. I love yes. God no matter what. I love him for his own sake. Yeah. And he's worthy. Yes. Like he's worthy of every devotion, attention, mm-hmm. um, loyalty. He's worthy of all of that, no matter what happens. Yeah. Like he is God and we are not, yes. <laughs> I am not like he, yeah. the only reason I am in existence is because he allowed me to be. Yeah. And whatever seems good to him is good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's, I was really liking that exegesis mm. reference in an exegetical. Oh, yeah. wow. I was like, whoa. That's- exegesis. I, I was like, oh. yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really know what those words mean. I just say them. Yeah, I know. It's smart. great. Yeah. Someone, yeah. someone who, who's listening yeah. to this needs to go back and look up exegesis <laughs> and figure out what's in there. Maybe eisegesis. <laughs> They're the eisegesis. The eisegetes out there are not going to go It's like those little snow cones with the Jesus face on it, right? The eisegetes aren't going to go do that Do that work. So. Um, but in general, let me go, let me go down to the nitty nitty gritty of our, mm. of our times here. Okay. Um, that's, uh, yeah. The nucleus. So, <laughs> the, the nucleus. Um, the nucleus. In general, does the Western church today oh. fear the Lord in general? All right. <laughs> yes. No, it's like this whole Jesus buddy thing. <laughs> and yes, he's our brother and he is our friend. Uh he's all of those things, but he is God and yeah. he is powerful exactly. and he is the creator of everything you see or will ever see. Mm-hmm. And he knows the beginning and the end and everything in between. Like he's so <laughs> far above and so um uh, he's just so much greater, I think, than to see him reduced down to some like hippie buddy, I think mm-hmm. is just so uh, terrible and yeah. and um, brings powerlessness and ineffectiveness and all kinds of deception yeah, amen. with it. Just, you know, not to be like uh, straight to the point or anything. Should. But <laughs> yeah, that's profit number one. What is profit number two? I would like to go on record by saying. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, how else do you put it? I mean, yeah, it's, and, and I hate running down the church or anything like that on a regular basis, but yeah, especially our, the, you know, Christian church in America. It's, is that the church? Is that the buddy, true bride? It could be parts of it. There may be a bride. Is that the, the harlot there or someplace, the But mm-hmm. there's a there's a lot of just... Um, the bride I, inside. The bride inside, yes. <laughs> but there, you know, it's, yeah, like you said, he's, yeah, he's not your buddy. <laughs> you know, he's not, he's, yes, he's a friend that sticks closer mm-hmm. than a brother, but he's not going to be like, okay with your stuff <laughs> when your stuff is not okay with the father. Mm-hmm. Right. It's amazing right. how patient he is. When you realize yeah, how oh holy gosh. he is, it's it's truly amazing it the is. things he's put up with in my life. He should have yeah. killed me countless times. 
I'm just, I'm being honest. I'm getting convicted about this thing. Can we talk <laughs> about you, something? Let's talk about the friendliness, you know? the friendliness um, of God. Well, I think this is the thing, though, yeah, is that yeah. I feel like modern Christianity like takes components of God and competes them against each other. Like we've talked about this with like the law, you know, works right. or grace, yeah. you know, justice or mercy. It's like all, yes. I mean, it's like, is he your friend or is he Lord and master? And it's like, can he be both to you? Yeah. You know, and can you, can we get past like trying to define him in human terms? Because he's spirit, like he's an eternal spirit that is like his thoughts are so much higher than ours and his ways like are beyond understanding. And it's like, if we have mm. to reduce him down to something we could manage and control, then he's not God anymore. Let me you know? be, be a nerd one more time from the old Testament. <laughs> so there was a pagan practice of boiling a young goat in its mother's milk. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you always wonder, I always wonder, what is that about? I, you know, I probably read the Bible six times before I decided to study that because it was just too weird. And it was a pagan, <laughs> it was a demonic thing where they would pit two things that are supposed to work together and bring life, mm -hmm. but they would use the thing that supplies life, the mother's milk, to boil the thing that was supposed yes. to be nourished, to Gross. boil it, to kill it. Gross. And so when you pit these things against each mm -hmm. other, the fear of the Lord and the love of God, godly works and grace like all the things that you just mentioned you're boiling a goat in its mother's milk mm. like you are actually practicing another form of religion yeah that's not biblical religion it's true i think pastor david is becoming one of your disciples he's becoming the pastor of death <laughs> the death pastor yeah that's kind of amazing <laughs> have you met me before i've always been there. i used to be way worse i used to be the i used to be the wrath guy because um you're an old you know, testament nerd aren't you yeah. <laughs> i love that because well, the you guys are coming from the prophetic side from the evangelist side i think our church doesn't have a real gospel sometimes that we're being saved from nothing for nothing Right. Like, oh, just come to Jesus. Join join the club. Like, oh, you you know, you you'll probably be a little happier if you have Jesus mm -hmm. instead of actually. You, the Bible speaks that you're totally depraved with nothing good in you, and so that's why your life seems empty and futile and meaningless to you. You're totally cut off from the life source. Mm -hmm. The life source allowed Himself to be cut off, so you could be grafted back in. So you could come to God. Mm -hmm. You could have a purpose. You could join the church. You could overcome the gates of hell. You could actually be belong to God as a son. You could be adopted. Like you could receive every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. That sort of gospel would foster the fear of the Lord in every way. Instead of just trying to be like, hey, you know what we believe here? If you want to join us, you got to say this prayer. You mean that's not a real gospel? Are you trying to tell me that my belief in Jesus on a latte or not, that's not going to save me? <laughs> you did as long Jesus as you, and a latte. <laughs> as long as you read the, the Bible verse on the bottom of the In and Out shake, right. you'll you'll probably then you're, be I'm okay. okay with yeah, that. All right, which I I'm think good is good. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, like, I did, yeah, I think yeah. that's. Um, I think yeah, I do think on. we have to uh, accept the fact that God is beyond our comprehension and that He is good enough to let us come in, you know, and sit with Abba, sit with our Father, but then also stand in the courtroom or the, you know, like the throne room mm -hmm. and that there are, you know, I just think about like, if you have a friend that's like a really powerful, say like a Supreme court judge, like if you're with them in their living room, it may be like, Hey buddy, buddy, like yeah. we're hanging out, yeah. we're sharing whatever, but you step into their courtroom. It's like, they're having a power and authority that you don't have the right mm -hmm. to abuse or that's undermine good. or take advantage of, you know, that. and that's just a really natural example so much more with the Lord, but it's like, you can have closeness and have fellowship and have intimacy but also have a complete reverence and respect and fear for the power and the authority of that same 
that same person. Yeah, absolutely. Good, you know? And that, yeah, and that's what we were talking about earlier, that reverence, the awe of the Lord. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the deal. Like, I believe the fear of the Lord brings you into that place where, like you said earlier, it's, it's, it, there's a clarity in who he actually is mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the, the uh, how immense his power is and mm-hmm. his love. Right. How immense right. his his uh, his mercy is and his ability to destroy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? And not just ability, his he's going to. Yeah. yeah. And so, if you don't get all of that, like I say, if you get a one sided God that you know we can just form, you know, mm-hmm. we make it like the Old Testament. We we'll go Old Testament nerds, mm-hmm. you know. Hey, you you know, you chop down trees, you carve out a nice little idol, <laughs> and uh, it has no mouth, it has no ears, it can't hear you, it can't talk back right. to you, it can't see you, and you worship that thing. We do that with God sometimes very effectively in our churches. That's yes. the graven image. Yes. Right? He says, do not make me a into a graven image yes. like you do everything else. Yes. And we're not talking about, you know, <laughs> image uh, of the beast some, we're not talking about some speak. denominational church here. Right. <laughs> we're talking about Christian church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So people can sometimes um, confuse that. But If somebody doesn't sense that awe of God mm-hmm. that, you're, that we're talking about, how do you think they could develop that? If they want to, if they're like, wow, I mean, I think this is right biblically. Like, how do I get to that place where I truly hold him in reverence? Um, What would you say how someone could grow in the fear of the Lord? Well, I think personally, you should start reading the the word. Mm -hmm, Probably. And not just listening to songs and uh, getting your doctrine through songs Mm -hmm. and your understanding of God through uh, either songs or just what you hear on a Sunday message. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or maybe what you hear on a Twitter thing, you know, like three sentences or less or, you know, I mean, you really, you need to to come to face to face with your God. And I believe he makes a way through the word and by the leading of Holy Spirit to bring you into that place. And then... You probably need to spend some time with him. <laughs> and, Good idea. Uh, really, and uh, you know, uh, you know, bowing your heart, not just your knees. Uh, not a you know, come to the, come to the altar, but not just on a Sunday morning where you're just throwing yourself on a you know as a show, but actually on the altar of him and uh, in a private time before him and coming to uh, recognition and dealing with uh, this awesome God. Mm-hmm. And I believe if you actually take the time to do that, then you, it, it will become, he will become apparent to you. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it might not be perfect at first, but it will work in that direction. Yeah. And then you'll realize, oh, he's God. Yes. I'm not. Yes. Yeah. I think, yeah, if you want that, ask him. Yeah. He Help will him. show himself <laughs> to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he will show you who you are. <laughs> because you won't be able to see him without seeing uh, yourself accurately also. So mm-hmm. I think there is a heart posture that comes with that of I'm, I'm, I'm ready to see clearly mm-hmm. and I want to see, I need to see clearly. And he's, he's good at it. He will reveal himself in greatness and power and glory. And it will bring you to a place of complete humility before him, but it will change everything about the way you live. Yeah. And that is wow. what that is what humbles us. God revealing Himself in His grace is not Him just scaring us or forcing us or intimidating us. Mm-hmm. That's not how He creates the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. He actually teaches it. I like how He said, "Spend spend time with Him." In Psalm thirty four, it says, "Come, children, 
and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Mm-hmm. It says, hey, come on, spend some time mm-hmm. and learn this. Exactly. And then he says, apply yourself to the ways of peace. Pursue peace. Pursue justice. Like, Do these things that I've commanded you to do. Live as if the eye of the Lord is actually on you. Like, and I would say, try that. It is. Yeah. I would say, try that for one day. Like at the end of the day, have like a journal and be like, here's what happened today. God, what did you think of this day? And like, ask God to, to like give you a little bit of an evaluation Mm -hmm. and just practice that for a week. It'd be like, then what you do, you'll be like, Oh, like God will actually call me to account. Not in a fear way of like, not a nitpicking OCD way of like, Oh man, like I better torture my conscience over everything. But but just understanding that I'm walking before the Lord. Like I'm, I'm not walking in a hidden way. I'm walking in the light. He yeah. sees it all. Like it will come out. It's he set our secret sins in the light of his presence. That's real. It's like teach yourself to, mm-hmm. to operate that way where you're not operating alone. You're never alone. Well, I think it, ter- it, it <laughs> turns that thing. thing around from yeah. what would Jesus do mm-hmm. to what is Jesus doing? What is oh, he? <laughs> he is watching and with you uh, right now. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole different mm-hmm. mentality there because yeah. he's God. And to help you. Right. Now, like we said earlier, if Jesus is just your buddy guy that you can just turn on and off when you want, and you know, then you don't have to worry about that. Because you you'll never experience the fear of the Lord, not mm-hmm. not the fear of the Lord we're talking about here. Right. Uh, eventually, I think you'll mm-hmm. experience the afraid of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, one day you will stand in front of him, and you'll see he's not hippie buddy you thought he was. <laughs> it's better to it's better to start getting in that mindset now than on the day of judgment. Because if you want to know what it's like to be evaluated, read Revelation two through three. Right. Jesus, oh, no, not that. Not even, not even Father. Not even the one that most people have a problem with. But right. Jesus is pronouncing some pretty strict stuff. You mean that Jesus guy that's coming back with a sword? Like, <laughs> yeah. what's he going to do with that sword? <laughs> that's what I was asking myself. It's like, hmm. he's going to whisper. <laughs> Let me he's think about. Cut up some nice charcuterie. Oh for you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. A little cheese, maybe, maybe yeah. some uh, <laughs> some watermelon. I, uh-huh. I'm going to be so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Me and my buddy Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he'll pop open a couple of cans of beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> he did say he's going to drink the wine new in the kingdom. Yes, that's so what he'll do. We're going to feast. Yeah. We're going to have fun. But right. like there's serious stuff before, yes. before that happens. Yeah, it's called the kingdom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Got to keep it all. It's hard to like, you know, keep it all in mind, like everything that we're dealing with in God, because because uh, he can be so full of joy, like he could just be exploding in laughter. And the next yeah. minute he's like. Let's take this thing seriously right now. Right. Yeah. And you're like, okay, Lord. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes, nice. sir. <laughs> like, well, what gives him the right to do yeah, that? Yeah. Because I'm God. <laughs> <laughs> he made all this stuff. I am who I am. I am. Yeah, he made all that. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. Well, wow. yeah. Man, I just, uh, yeah, I want to encourage everyone listening to to grow in this and, and practice um, the fear of the Lord because it truly is the beginning of wisdom. And, um, it's a mindset that will preserve you. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset that will bring you integrity. You'll be able to swear to your own hurt and not change. It'll bring such a, a strength to your moral fiber and your character that's not coming from you just trying to be a better person. It's the Lord working in you, making you more in the image of Jesus. You ever notice nobody could push Jesus around? <laughs> they just couldn't do it. Like he did what what was the, what the father was directing him to do. And he had a, a tenderness to him, but he stood firm. And that's what the Lord wants to impart to you listening today. So 
Uh, thanks for joining us, uh, and we will see you next time for more. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.